Get your pen and paper ready because it's time to set your financial goals. Hey everybody, welcome to the Build Young Girl Wealthy Podcast. My name is Walida Shree and I help millennials to control, protect, and grow their income to one day obtain financial freedom. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to give you 10 ways you can begin to set financial goals that will lead you on the path to wealth. Without further ado, let's get into this. So starting with number one, if you don't have a budget, you need to start there first. If you don't know how to budget, you're literally allowing your money to be all over the place. So my advice is that you first want to set your goals of getting a budget started. And if you have a budget, actually following the budget to make sure you stay on track. So there's five things you can do to get started. The first thing you'll need to do is categorize your needs versus wants. So these are things you have to live with and things you can live without. Number two, you need to write down the amount that is due every single month. And sometimes it's bi-monthly, but for the majority of bills, they're due every month. You'll need to write down the due dates. You'll then need to track your spending and then automate your bills. Even if you're just a beginner, you can have a great budget just starting with those five points. Number two, we're going to talk about credit. So you need to have a credit goal. If you're already in the 800 club, congratulations, but you want to figure out a way to stay there. But if you're not in the 800 club, I want to help you to get there. So if you've been struggling with getting your credit report cleaned up, start there first. Go and make sure all of your information is accurate and things that are not accurate you need to dispute. But the second goal you want to have underneath the credit category is making sure you can increase your credit score by, first of all, going back to credit report and cleaning that up. Now, with the credit score, there's a few variables that can help you to increase that. But the main thing is, is that it is possible. So, for instance, if you have a credit score of 650, and you would like to reach the goal of 750, which is a 100-point difference, it is possible for that to happen in as little as 45 days. But you have to be very disciplined and making sure that you do all the right things to get your credit score to increase. The third goal you should have is to decrease your debt. And I know you're sitting on the edge of your chair right now because you are waiting to see if student loan debt is going to be completely eradicated or if the eviction lifts is going to get um, extended, or if foreclosures are also going to be postponed. But my advice to you is pretend none of that is going to happen. Pretend today all of those bills are going to be due, and you need to set a plan for action to get that to happen. And there's three different methods for um, reducing debt that I recommend. One is multiple payments, so it's you paying multiple payments per month to get ahead of interest. The second way is the snowball method, which is paying your lowest balance bill first. So whatever credit you have, pay the lowest balance credit first, and then moving um, to the biggest one. And then the avalanche method is paying your highest interest rate debt first, and then paying the other ones after that. So those are the three debt pay repayment methods that I recommend but you need to find out which one is best suitable for you. Now, the fourth goal is to establish your emergency savings fund. And in today's current climate, it may seem impossible to do so, but it's very necessary to do it because I don't know if you can remember 
when the economy, when everything was shut down and you really couldn't go outside and work. So for those who could not get their phone to ring through to a person for unemployment to actually get paid that way, or whose employers cut their hours, etc., you needed to have money to live off on. And so my highly recommended recommendation for you is to always set an emergency savings goal. Have it a minimum of $1,000. You want to have at least $1,000 first because if you have a minimum of $1,000, that usually covers anything that may need to get instantly fixed or instantly paid for, such as tires, um, if you need to buy emergency groceries or things like that. So at least have $1,000. Once you accomplish that, you'll th then need to make a six-month goal. And the reason why I say six months is because it usually is about six months before you can find a pretty decent job. And it can be less than that and it may be even longer. But if you have at least six months, that's I, I think that's a pretty realistic expectation for most people. Now here's the thing. If your monthly expenditures, including groceries and gas, is $3,500, what you'll need to do is multiply that number times six. So that'll be approximately $21,000 that you would need to have in your emergency savings fund. And before you freak out, let me explain something. So you can absolutely reach $21,000 in about a year or two, and sometimes even faster. Ways that you can do that is you can sell things in your home that you're not using to try to make some money from that. You can also buy um, very inexpensive things from like thrift stores or if somebody give you a bunch of things for free and sell it on eBay or sites like that for a higher price. I know I did that when I moved to Dallas. I used to go to the Goodwill, buy a lot of little knickknacks that were really goodies for cheap and then I would resell them for a higher profit. And that's actually what helped me to be able to move. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Another way is you can start a side hustle. Really what that means is, is don't quit your day job. In addition to your day job, have something else where you can make money on the side. And there's something called the gig economy right now, which is really booming, which is you either been an Uber or a Lyft driver. You can work for Postmates or DoorDash or any of those food delivering services. They also have it where you can uh, work at a grocery store and pack people's groceries and then either they can pick them up and you drop them off to their car or you can deliver them for them. So there's a lot of things going on in the gig economy where if you just did that just enough to put that money aside, you don't have to do it forever, but just so that you can get that emergency savings fund, I think would be pretty good for you. And then another way you can do it is if you have a job, ask if you can get more overtime. If you really are freaking out about this whole six month emergency savings fund, imagine needing that money and having to charge that on a credit card and then have to pay interest on it. So just keep that into perspective. You want to always be prepared. So just take as much money as you can a little bit at a time until you can reach that goal in enough time. So I would say a year or two is pretty good, but you want to actively be putting that money aside. And again, absolutely have at least a thousand dollars put aside for your emergency savings fund. Now the fifth goal you want to have is your retirement fund. So before I start talking about why you should have a retirement fund now, even though it seems like forever away, it's because I remember when my parents and I went to Italy for the first time, they had cobblestone. And I just remember how horrible my parents' bodies felt <laughs> during that trip and after that trip. It was so bad they had to go to physical therapy because their legs were so messed up. 
And I remember then that I did not want to wait until I was old to retire. And believe it or not, my parents were in their 40s <laughs> during that trip. So I just said, I don't want to wait until I'm a senior citizen to see the world and do the things that I love or think I love. I want to be able to have those privileges sooner than later. So with that being said, you don't have to wait until you're in your 60s to retire. All you really need to do is set a plan up so that you can have money set aside for whatever age you want to retire. Just make sure you have enough money saved so that from the time you retire until the time you die, you have enough money to live on. For your goals, you need to first establish the age you want to retire, then determine how much money you will need to live the lifestyle you want to live for the rest of your life. Um, so figure out how much money that would be. Then you need to determine if you'll need to pay taxes with that money. And then if so, how much money would you have left over? You need to account for any type of emergencies and include all the things that I'm going to talk about next in that amount. So your sixth goal would be health insurance. Now with COVID being at an all time high and unpaid medical bills being the most commonly thing going to collections for on people's credit reports, I recommend having some type of health insurance for you and your family. And if you don't absolutely have the money for health insurance, then you absolutely need to set aside money in the event of an emergency. So for those who are listening who need health insurance because you either didn't buy it through your employer or you thought your employer was charging too much, another option is to go to finder.healthcare.gov and that's finder.healthcare.gov to see if they have a plan for you. So basically you'll put in your information and then they'll give you some quotes. But my recommendation is making sure you pay attention to the deductible. You don't wanna be paying more money to get seen by the doctor. Cheap is not always good because it could be more expensive in the long run. For instance, I once had a cheap plan through my employer, so I was paying like $96 a month or something like that. But I had to pay a pretty high deductible before my insurance would even cover anything. So unless you have that deductible money set aside, you want to probably pay a little bit more every month so that if you do need to utilize that um, insurance, you don't have to pay as much. So I recommend not having to pay more than 20% of your total bill. But the cheaper your plan, sometimes you can be paying 80% or more for your total bill so always pay attention to your deductible but absolutely consider getting health insurance especially right now with everything going on in terms of the healthcare industry number seven so as you all know i'm a life insurance agent i'm a big advocate for life insurance because i am also a recipient of a life insurance policy but i just want to tell you this even if you were told that you have six weeks to live, you still don't know the exact hour and minute that you're going to die. So with that being said, none of us know absolutely when we're going to die, but we all know that we will die. And I know this is a very taboo topic and people don't want to talk about it, but you have to acknowledge that one day you will die. And if you don't prepare properly, if you have people that you take care of financially that depends on your income, if you die prematurely, it is going to be expensive, number one, to bury you at the last minute, but it's also going to be very devastating for those that you are taking care of to be able to survive without you. So if you have people who depend on you for money, 
you absolutely need to get life insurance. So make sure you consider buying life insurance, but also make sure you buy adequate life insurance as well, meaning that it will cover however many people you must provide for, for however much time you would have typically been providing for them. Number eight, disability insurance. So a lot of people kind of disregard disability insurance, but I had a friend whose husband had a freak accident at work. My friend's husband was in a hospital. She has kids that she has to take care of. And so and she was pregnant at the time, so she couldn't take care of him plus the kids plus being pregnant. So they, his job offered disability insurance, which is great. Um, and so that way they didn't have the burden of having to take care of all of the hospital bills in addition to him trying to have money to provide for the family. So that's a, a, a good reason why you want to have disability insurance because you don't know if things might happen at work or you don't know if you might get diagnosed with some chronically ill disease or disorder or illness that will cause you to have to stop working for an extended period of time. So basically disability insurance is going to help cover your salary to a certain extent they usually have certain percentages of um, how much they will cover. And usually you have to have a certain amount of time that you will be considered ineligible to work before you can be qualified. But you want to consider disability insurance either through your employer or you can see if you already have life insurance, if you can add that on as a writer. But definitely add that to one of your um, financial goals is because if you don't have disability insurance, that is a quick way that you can fall into debt if you don't have that protection. Number nine, active income. I recommend having an active income because in the world we live in today, businesses are being shut down, people are being laid off, and jobs are cutting hours. So you don't know what can happen at all, so you always want to be prepared. And by being prepared, you want to always have an extra stream of income. So if you already have your emergency savings fund, you want to have a way that you can make money even in the absence of your um, primary place of employment. So I've already gave you a few ways that you can make money. I talked about the gig economy. I talked about selling unwanted items in your home. I talked about buying um, cheap items and reselling them on sites like eBay. But you can also be a freelancer. And... You can be a freelancer on sites such as Upwork and Fiverr, whom I actually have hired people from Fiverr in particularly to do work for me. So basically, no matter what you are good at, I don't care if you are good at photography, if you are good at editing, it doesn't matter. You can get yourself on one of these sites and people can pay you to do jobs that they don't know how to do or either they don't want to do. And so consider um, the freelancers uh, sector as well. If you have a solid business plan, I recommend starting a business, preferably an online business to cut business costs. And also the beauty of having an online business is that you can make money around the clock. So I highly recommend if you have a good business plan to consider starting the business, but whatever you do, have an, uh, another source of active income coming in. Last but not least, we are at number 10, and this is one that I think most people overlook because if you are trying to build wealth, if you are setting financial goals, then you absolutely need to make sure your money is working for you. 
And the best way to do that is to put those in investments. So that way you can make money while you're sleeping. But the thing you need to do first is you need to research what type of investments attract you, learn about those, and then start investing in them. So even if you pay somebody else to invest the money for you, you still need to have a basic idea of the investments that you are putting your money into. So one of the things I really love is index funds. Some people hate them, some people love them, but it works for me. It's not that I'm opposed to stocks, it's not that I'm opposed to futures or any of those things, it's just, I don't like those as much as I like index funds and other type of investment strategies. Make sure that you choose one that's going to help you to reach your income goals. Because a lot of times people choose investment strategies, but for the time frame that they want to reach for an asserted amount of money they want to make, they choose the wrong vehicle. So for instance, if I want to make a million dollars, I'm not going to put my money into bonds because bonds yield a very, very low return. So make sure that the vehicle that you are investing your money into is actually going to be the right one to help you to reach your goals. So that is all I have for you guys today. If you need help meeting your budget, credit, debt, or your emergency savings funds, consider signing up for my course and I'll link that in the description box. It's called Control Your Finances Already and basically I give you step by step exactly what you need to do to reach each of those goals and I give you a workbook so that you can keep all of your information stored in one place. But again, the link will be in the description box, so make sure you check that out. If you found value in today's episode, I want you to consider subscribing for more great content. I want you to share this episode with a friend. And until then, I will catch you on the next episode.